Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast, where we are the voice of the professional fan. As you can see, I'm joined here by Money Mike, as usual. But we have a special guest. I'm just going to squash it. We have a special guest, of course. We have Andrea Black in studio. He can't studio. even ask yes. how I'm doing. Uh, what? I'm going to skip right It's all past. about Andrea. It's all about Andrea. Exactly. Welcome, Andrea. However, we're going to keep moving along because Stat Pat, while he's not in studio, he is still with us and he's joining us remotely. Let's bring him in right now. Stat Pat, how are you doing, sir? Uh, a little under the weather, but we're going to make it work today. All right, no problem. That is a lovely piano you have there. I really you know, man, I'm nothing but the best for the family, you know. Got the little <laughs> foray in the front, you know. We're doing big. A couple of my friends have that same exact – in fact, they have everything there the same, but it's really neat. I, I'm, I'm really uh, impressed by that. It, 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 it was the same floor plan. <laughs> it's the same floor plan, I know. Hey, I very popular color, right man. All right, so so we've got a lot to discuss. Step Pat's going to stay on for the the uh, remainder of the show, of course, and uh, let's get right to it. If you if you ever watch the Profanity Nation or listen, then you know that we always start the show with a segment with a gentleman by the name of Marco Nunez. Marco Nunez is the former Lakers uh, head athletic trainer. Now works on his own. Works with many professional athletes, and we're going to bring him in right now, Mister Marco Nunez. How you doing, sir? Doing well. I, I got to get a panel. I got to figure out where my panel went. Oh, yeah, but you have a different floor and That's all it is, man. Exactly. Don't worry. Well, we're all hoping to get there someday, Marco. Go ahead, Money Mike. Hey, so, Marco, I, I, I have a follow-up question about that. Remember that device I told you last week, that electric sensor thing, you know, for my mom and everything? Well, my mom saw the show and then put a comment right at the left, said that she ain't using it, right? So they told me that now I got nobody to give it to, so I guess I got to keep it. But the one of the selling points they gave me was if I put the thing on my stomach, <laughs> I could give me it do like a thousand uh, sit ups in, in in like five minutes. So let me ask you, man, if I put that thing on me in about a week, you, you know how how um how quick did you Yeah, how quick will I get? Uh, uh, you know, summer get, get summer's almost here, Marco. Yeah. So he wants that that beach body. Yeah. So my so look, put that this put it in perspective. My birthday's in August. Like, August 9th is my birthday. <laughs> so if I start now, Negative. I got about two months. Uh, you know, do you think, you know, this... Marco, this, tell him negative. This stomach, you know, this stomach right here will go away, and I'll be... I'll have a flat stomach. Tim, you did on you. The only six-pack you're going to get yourself is a Michelob Ultra, a course, uh, or something like that. Probably. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, those things do not work. I remember actually about what? About 10, 15 years ago, there was a big, huge infomercial and people are selling that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they, that company got sued that they were selling it. If you put the little six pack, a little steam unit on there, you'll get a six pack without doing any, any work whatsoever. Um, no, unfortunately, that is not true whatsoever. It, it, I'm, I won't lose the answer. Not, man, I'm listening. I'm just trying to find a use for this. The fair is over, so uh, <laughs> I can't return it. You're better off getting a waist trainer. A waist trainer? Yes. So you would you recommend a waist trainer? Yep. That's the unit. I'm not going to do anything for you. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's bad news for me. All right. So so we do have a question, uh, playoffs related, if you'd like. Um, go ahead, please. 
okay marco i had a question um i know that clay i've been watching him against um few teams this year um mm -hmm. and it seems as though his lateral movement is a little bit slow we knew that he was one of the defensive specialists on Golden State, but after the the duo of those two injuries, his Achilles, and I'm not sure of the other one, but it seems as though he's not trusting his his um his healing. Can you tell me a little bit about like what could still be ailing him? Is it mental or would it be something that actually physically is still wrong? Yeah, so, so you know, it's weird. The interesting part about like the, the I like the question that you asked. That the interesting part about like especially any big injury or any big surgery when you're recovering that takes anywhere from six to twelve months to recover, like an ACL injury. They've they've done studies where they've um, asked some of these athletes after their ACL, and at what point did they feel like a hundred percent confident that you know what I can trust this knee? And the average number was two years. Like the average athlete took about two years for them to actually say, you know what. I feel 100% confident mentally wow. that I can trust this knee, I can trust this ankle, that I can move how I want to be. So there is a mental aspect of it, of course, and that's kind of like the whole thing with the, we've talked about the mental health with, the, with athletes in general when you're coming back from an injury. Any, any athlete that I've worked with, when they come back from a major injury, there's what I refer to milestones. They're going to go through a couple of things, a couple of moves that they're going to step, and they're going to like, oh, oh, wait, wait, no, no, that actually felt pretty good. We had an athlete um, with the Lakers that he was coming back from an ACL injury. He had, he did it in college. Um, he was one of our rookies. And it was funny because, like, he would do a move on the court, and he felt a little weird, but I think it was more mental. He would rush to, to the to, to the training room at halftime or after the game. He's like, Mark, 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 can you check my knee? Can you check my knee? Check my ACL. And I would crank on the ACL. He's like, yeah, no, it's, it's still there. You're good. Like, okay, okay, cool, cool. And he was kind of like a little bit of panic mode. So, yes, there's definitely a mental aspect, a huge mental aspect to that type of thing. Um, you are going to get a little bit of soreness, a little weakness. Um, it's going to take a little bit of time for him to kind of get back to what they refer to as game shape. It's not like you just come back. Even something simple as an ankle sprain, when you see athletes come back from an ankle sprain, they say two to four weeks, it can take up to six months till they actually feel like, okay, I feel 100% to where I used to do on that part. So there's a, a, a bunch of things coming uh, that play into it. That's a good thing he's a shooter, wow. right. right? So he can depend on his shooting there, Mike. Yeah, I mean that you know we need that defense, man, because uh, <laughs> we don't want we don't want the Celtics to get number eighteen. So that's for sure. So we need, we need, definitely need them to have that 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 movement. Um, and and I, I think tonight's game, I was watching a little bit. Once they took like a what a twenty five point lead, thirty points lead, they took all the starters except that they kept. I think uh, they kept him in the in, in the game. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, and I think that it was primarily for him to get his rhythm back, to start getting his confidence back, to get, get his conditioning back type of thing. So, you know, so obviously the, 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 the Warriors feel, and like you mentioned, he probably, or the Warriors feel that he's not quite where he used to be, where it was before. And it may, it's going to take a little time, unfortunately. Um, luckily enough, a player like Clay Thompson and a high caliber player like that at, you know, about 75, and I said this before, 75%, 80%, you're still going to take him over somebody else that, that else that's 90% or 95% that's not a big shooter, like Michael Jordan. Anybody would take Michael Jordan at 75% over on pretty much any other player that I can think of. I'm just I'm just curious, Marco, because it's such a big uh, such a big part of it is uh, overcoming the mental struggle. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have to name any, but but have you personally, uh, you know, come in in contact with any athletes that weren't able 
to to get over that hump and just you know a, as far as at least your opinion your professional opinion was concerned they never reached their true capability of play again but it wasn't because of the injury anymore you felt maybe it was more mental have, at any professional athletes that you dealt with again you don't have to name names um, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head right now on the part, but I will tell you a story. That same athlete that I was telling you about the, with the ACL injury, um, this athlete had huge hops coming out of college. I mean, he was one of the, the biggest uh, vertical jumpers. And in one specific practice, he got really up high. And he told me, stories, hey, you know, I was so high up in the air that he kind of freaked out a little bit and, and said, so, you know, it kind of, and it, he's up in the air, already in midair. And he's trying to tell himself, you know what, I can't be up this high. I cannot be up this high. And he was trying to kind of get himself down. Um, so it does take some time, but unfortunately, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that that the mental aspect probably um, roadblocked or 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 steered his career differently, you know, pre post um, type of thing. You know, you know who may come to mind is uh, Derrick Rose, because I mean, I know he had a you know hump where obviously he had his MVP years, and then he got the you know back to back injuries and it, then all of a sudden when everybody kind of thought he was washed up he started coming and being a very effective player again uh yeah. well, you know, and, and that's a, that's a good point as far as Derrick Rose I remember Derrick Rose got a lot of criticism for taking that full year off after his ACL injury and I think if you think about it it might have been a very smart thing you know in hindsight for him to do because like I said it can take up to a year or two years for you to get that confidence back and then not rush back especially I think after the first two it, it, in, uh injuries or, or surgeries he kind of came back and tried playing and he kind of wasn't himself. And he said, you know what, I'm just going to take a full year, get myself right, get my condition, get everything right. And he came back. And like you said, he when he came back, he was actually um, doing well. Now, there's, there's a few players, and, and I think the only one that comes to my head, that, that but he's an anomaly, was um, with, the, with the Minnesota Vikings uh, running back that came back after eight months and he just blew it up like crazy the next year. Um, Adrian Peterson. But but that's rare. I mean, that is (laughs) rare for somebody to come back after eight months and go crazy like that. Yeah, definitely. And 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 it lasted for a very long time. Yeah, he actually did and and did well. Yeah. Well, I mean, he. You know, I guess that's one of the things that are unexplainable, like a feature, uh, a freak of nature type of thing. Or maybe it just, or maybe it's just part of like Adrian Peterson was just mentally tough again, built that way, like. You know what I'm saying? Like Kobe came back. He's shooting free throws with a torn Achilles, like where we see people being carried off in wheelchairs and in so tears. forth in for, tears. For far less. And Kobe's walking to the free throw line. I think yeah. it, a lot of it, like I was listening to Marco, like mental is very, 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 very high in percentage of your healing, because if you believe it, like I know it sounds corny, you believe that you can achieve it, but. It's it's a fact, man. It, as as you think it, you are. Mm-hmm. So I think mental is a lot of it. That's what I'm taking from this. Yeah, cool. you know, it, 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 you're right. I mean, and the mental health aspect has become a huge thing the last couple of years, and, and unfortunately, it's been there. It's been there for for a long time. But yes, you're right. How mentally tough you are, what you think, um, can, can dictate how far you want to go. Like there's a saying out there: your attitude would would determine. Um, you, I'm sorry. Your attitude will determine your altitude. How how mm-hmm. how much you think of yourself and, and have how much confidence you have yourself is going to determine how high you kind of you're going to go. So yes, the mental health aspect. And it's funny that you say this. We had a player again with the Lakers that I think had had sprained his thumb, 
And he's on the court saying, I'm done for the year. I'm done for the year. That's it. I'm done. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're just bringing them. We'll tape you up. And, <laughs> um, and but it, it, it's, but you're right. It, it's, it's how you approach it and, and stuff like that. And, and, and it's almost how, you know, you're going to have obstacles in, in your way. You're going to have injuries. If you play sports, injuries are going to be part of your game and how you approach it and your mindset to it. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be, be roadblock. And, and it's funny now, even when I work with, with young athletes, one of the things I kind of look at is I'm working with them. How mentally tough are they? You know, how much are they pushing themselves? How, and you can kind of start seeing this even at, at a young age. As a young kid, actually, I'm working with right now. He's a 12-year-old, 11-year-old, wants to be a football player. And I get out there and he's working with me on strength and conditioning. And he's like, hey, let's do another rep. Let's do another rep. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. And he just, like, he just pushes right through a tough thing. So it's interesting how um, your mind can help you overcome any, anything that you have with your body. I just, I just, my mind keeps referring back to uh, the movie Tin Cup with Kevin Costner uh-huh. uh, as golfing and he couldn't get through it. So he, he saw the, the woman, which of course was his girlfriend, but yep. to help him. So it was all mental. And I guess golf is actually a good little uh, mm-hmm. synopsis of that, right? Because yep. it's, it's a lot of mental there. Yeah. Marco, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you could please let our listeners and our viewers know uh, the best way to keep up to date with what you've got going on, please. Yeah, if you guys have any questions regarding injuries, recovery, nutrition, strength and conditioning, um, feel free to DM me on my Instagram at MarcoANU17, or please subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week, Marco. All right, take care. We appreciate it. All right, Marco. Uh, yeah, uh, the mental game, right? But that's always been sports, and and that's one of the things specifically that we always respected about Mamba, right? Yeah, uh, about Kobe, it. it was the mental game yeah, that yeah, he brought. Yeah, I mean, there's that's no what one, I know you're no looking like for. Yeah, much of your complaints, but uh, let's get to it. We've still got. Uh, hey, Pat, how'd you get to to, to Staples that quick? Yeah, that man? was pretty quick, man. man. That bullet train, man. They got a bullet train now, so um, yeah, <laughs> teleportation. I you know, you I got there. magic ashy carpet um all right my friend uh glad you're with us glad you're feeling uh good enough to join us we appreciate it uh the topics of today that we're going to talk about we have andrea black in here and let's just get right to it uh the lakers have hired a new coach guys the lakers have hired darvin ham he was a former assistant of the milwaukee bucks he is now the head coach for the los angeles lakers some people are happy some people are not uh, let's go ahead and let our guests get started. And then we're going to go straight to you stat and hear what you have to say. Uh, Andrea, what are your thoughts? What was your immediate reaction? Cause it wasn't a surprise. I mean, people were talking, Darvin Ham was one of the names, but what was your immediate reaction when you heard that it was official? Uh, I went back to sleep. Yeah, that was my initial reaction. I'm, I'm not impressed. That's the, that's the most I can say me personally. I, I didn't think we had a big pool to choose from. So it was a little bit hard for us. Nobody wants to take on this huge task we have in LA, dude, to coach LeBron, to coach Russ. Like, this is a lot of like attitude, uh, people that think they've already arrived. Like, there's <laughs> what ego. kind of, yeah, ego. Like, what do you do? And, and for so. <laughs> I, w- I literally immediately thought, like, is this the coach that's going to be able to tell Russ, like, you're really not that guy, my guy. Like, it would be best if you sat on the bench to some nights. You know what I'm who's saying? Who's the coach like, to humble him, right? And I don't think there's any coach that's going to humble him, and that's my point. The only person I thought had a chance to do it was Mark Jackson because he's takes no nonsense. And 
for me, I thought that was the best option for us. Darvin Ham, I, I actually um, know that Kobe loves him because he endorsed him. They used to work out together in Atlanta in off season. He said he's a very physical coach that wants to physically, like, you know, get body to body. He's going to tell you how to, you know, get down and dirty and, and win these games. So that you can appreciate. And if if Kobe says something, I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> right. But but Polinka. for me, I worry because Russ is one of those hard headed knuckleheads that we have on our roster. I don't know how we're gonna be able to penetrate that. Well, I, I tell you, you know, my first initial reaction was, you know, and I'm not hating, but I was this so this a little disappointed that LeBron was so happy for. Me. Oh my god! And the reason why you're a hater, dude. No, I'm not. I'm not the hater, and and I think we were supposed I to go to Pat. We were supposed to go to Pat, but that's fine. You know, go ahead. But but here's my thing. Like I think you know, um, I just don't want LeBron to have the run of the uh, of you know the the system of what in regards to like what he did last year, like he kind of but, was able to but you say do want to set him up for success. I right? do want to set him up for success hundred percent, but I feel like last year he kind of was just doing whatever he was doing, saying whatever he was saying. And the fact that he loves that is Darvin Ham going to be able to tell him, Look, this is what I need for you to do. So why does you know? he get ridiculed for liking a pick? He didn't. He didn't endorse him or or ask for him. Yeah, he like, why does he get yeah. so excited? Why does for he this? get ridiculed? I mean, it's nothing I'm LeBron not can do in let's, your let's book. Let's go to Steph. Okay. Steph, Pat, what, are, Steph what are your thoughts on the Darvin Ham hire by the Los Angeles Lakers? Okay, so um, when it comes to the hire, at first, um, I like the how I like the hire, but it is a little bit underwhelming. But I will say that. I think the Lakers need that right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that we're always looking for the name. We're trying to get – like, when we first did this whole coaching search, we started throwing out all these names and all these current coaches and stuff like that. And, like, honestly, like, Andrea pretty much mapped it out. We have issues, a lot of personality issues on this team, and how are we going to navigate that? However, I think Darvin Ham is the physical presence that we need in that locker room. What you call it, if you look at, if you ask me, I've look at Vogel, Vogel look like a wimp. I'm just hating to say like that, but he looks like he's easily pushed over. Darvin Ham is not going to be that person. So if, you know, a Russ want to go ahead and do those shenanigans, what are you going to do? Nut up? I mean, what is he going to do? Like try I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like he can only go so far before, you know, you get in his entourage and they talk to the media and all that other stuff, but he's not doing anything physical. So I, I think he's going to be subdued in that way. However, it's it's good to see that the Lakers are now finally betting on upside. They bet always on the sure thing. Let's see what this upside is. Let's see what this coach is. And he's supposed to be stronger than X and the O's. One thing, a criticism about the Lakers last year is we just didn't have any kind of offensive fluidity. It was just non-existent. All right, let me see that first. Let me judge you on a game-by-game basis. But right now, you know, it's a cool hire. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not jumping out my socks for it. I think uh, myself, I think a lot's going to depend on uh, the rest of the, the team, the rest of the coaching staff. I think he definitely can't do it on his own. So, um, you know, when you go back to that first year with Vogel in the bubble with and he had kid, he had the coaching staff that we felt helped them get there. It wasn't necessarily just Vogel. Well, I think Darvin Ham's going to be the same situation. Um have we heard anything? Have you, Money Mike, heard No, anything? I haven't heard anything about his assistance, but I mean, I, me and Andrea were talking off air that we both love Mark Jackson. 
I think Mark Jackson would be great to kind of come in there and as an assistant. And, and well, as an assistant, obviously, because you know, Darwin because is the head coach. I but, think he would be great, but as a assistant or head. I think he would be great as a head coach. I wanted him as a head coach. Okay. Darvin can sit in the back seat for me. Yeah, but can because can a reverse thing happen? I think your head coach calls the shots, and I you think go. Mark Jackson is more less. No, you're gonna listen to me. I don't care. This is my team. Mark Jackson has more of a force. Uh Darvin Ham, what I saw, um, you know, behind um what's the Milwaukee coach, uh when he was behind him, he does make the right adjustments. He does know the game. You can you can see that. However, I think those are characteristics of somebody that backs your head coach. I think the head coach needs to be able to um, rally the troops, keep everybody in line and so forth like that. To me, honestly, um, I don't know, uh, but um, I've never been a Phil Jackson fan. And the fan that the fact that he's been behind all of this for over a year is what we're finding out. He's been giving expertise who we should hire what adjustments we should make what we should add doesn't necessarily mean they're that. going with it but he's giving his two cents okay but why are you sitting in the back seat since you're such a zen master right mm -hmm. and since you have the ability to coach great players and if there's you know lebron's a great ad is a great compliment russ is a great point guard according to you know top 75 why not take the task on yourself, sir? Why not take the task on yourself? I've been, I've literally, that's what I've been saying. Like, why is Phil Jackson sitting back? Well, because he, that's, we can speculate hell. Well, I, I, well I, I would say that that's not the team that is co constructed for, you know, his, his because offense. if you can't win, he doesn't want to sit in the seat. I, I'd argue going back to Mark Jackson, if we could, that, that actually he would be great as an assistant. And it would be a great career move if he wants to get back into coaching. He apparently burnt the bridge so bad at Golden State with his mannerisms and his beliefs and, and his pushing those on people that he could also be an assistant. He would, he would take that role, especially if he can get them to a championship squad. And he could hold, as an assistant, the team accountable to follow the team plan, to stick to the plan he could do that in that role and therefore earn himself back probably a spot on uh as a head coach i don't think anybody's giving mark jackson another spot directly as a head coach unless he goes in some place and proves it i just believe that what what happened in golden state um while i believe it's actually understated how much he burned his bridge there to be honest with you um i think that that's gotten around and, and people just would rather avoid it. He's been it. blackballed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's look, it. So he has to he has to prove his way back in. He's not going to just get that role. Um, and and it depends how much he wants it. But it's crazy how we speculate like all these things about him, but so many players supported him. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, because he, you know, <laughs> the coach, the coaches loved him. I mean, when he first got, I'm not the coaches. It's the head the players, office that the didn't players like loved him. him. Like even when he was calling that first championship. You know, you kind of saw the, you know, almost a homage to him as he, you know, as Kerr was the, obviously the mm -hmm. head coach, but the you know, he built the squad, coach. man. He, he built the squad. Yeah, like you know, it was literally like that. Um, 
What was that? Tony Dungy, how Tony Dungy had built the. Uh, hey, you the, can the say the same thing about the Bulls. The, the, the Colts and then, the then, then Gruden, and Gruden came in and won. No, Tampa Bay. And, and, and then yeah. Gruden came in, they won the Super Bowl. Yes. You, you know, it, I feel like that's kind of, you know, how, you know, what, what happened over there in Golden State. But look, I think he would be a good assistant coach because I think he could follow what behind what Darvin Ham was doing. Because the first thing Darvin Ham said, like, look, this dude, Kurt Ramis, we don't need him. You know what I mean? So he's he, not going to be in our meeting. He, and he basically told him, I will not be your coach. You know, if you if, if I cannot say he not able to come to these meetings, and I'm like, dude, what is Kurt Ramis's even or or the rabbi? We gonna call him rabbi. But that's what Bro. we that's what we deal with because our franchise is different than all others. It's a family business, and Kurt Ramis and his wife are family, and we have a a hard time separating church and state with the Lakers. Like, you don't have to hire and make up a job for everybody. Like, it, it's it's we really don't. You know, and what is Kurt Rambis really bringing to the winning table? <laughs> what 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 are you doing? So what, what's the fact title? that Darvin, you know, we uh, don't. Pat, we, we were talking about what what, what was uh, Kurt Rambis' title? You remember? Yeah, um, his uh, I think it was like special advisor, um, to I think it's the it's, it's Lakers special advisor. I think that's what it was. Um, but, but his duties included that he can sit in on the day-to-day operations of the coaching and also personnel. So he can sit in if he wanted to sit in with uh, um, Palinka and kind of like look over Palinka or he can look over. um, In winning time, that was Jerry West. Go in there and find out what's going on. And he'd poke his head to the door and they'd say, get out. Right. In in, in winning time. That's exactly what The thing is, the crazy thing about that is like, you know, Jerry West is Jerry West though. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, him doing that, yeah, he needed to be in there because, like, he actually had the expertise. Like, you look at that, um, uh, Rambus, and it's like, I don't know if you guys seen the Bronx Tale, but there was a uh, scene in that movie where they went to go to the racetrack and they bet on this horse, <laughs> and everybody was cool, but this guy named Mush bet on the horse, and he was like, you might as well tear them tickets up because he, once he bet on it, it's already turned turn to shit. And so that's what I'm saying right now with Rambus. It's like he's putting his imprints on what we're doing right now, and nothing looks like, oh, yeah, I'm glad Rambus actually has something to do with it. Like, there's nothing that he's doing right now that is actually enhancing our product. And going back to what we were talking about, how the Lakers are run, let's be honest, the Lakers are run like a mom-and-pop show. I mean, like a mom-and-pop exactly. show. Like, it's literally that. It's a family business, okay? We're, we're This is the only income, so this is our only, this is our baby. But at the same time, we don't have the, uh, the business mind, or at least someone that's not influenced by their friends. And that's one thing I think that Jerry Buss is separated from what Jeannie, because Jeannie's like all about our homies. Mm-hmm. Jerry Buss, like, what can you do for me? You could be my homie if you could do something for me. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, a totally different, but yeah, Lakers are mom and pop right now. Until I see otherwise, we're a mom and pop. Now there was one thing that, that you mentioned that just completely made me feel exactly like they're still sticking mom and pop. And that was, well, Darvin Ham, Kobe liked him. Look, now, now, any time Kobe gave his approval, that's a great thing. But if they're doing it because of that, then they still haven't left their own bubble. They're still in that bubble if that's the case. is it? I don't know that that's the case. Uh, time will tell. I do like that they gave him a four-year, but I don't think any coach is signing anything less. That means that after two or three, they might dump him uh, if it's not working out. Um, who knows? Uh, I think again, a lot will depend on the staff and we'll just have to ponder that. 
there was more news uh, this week, and uh, I'd like to get Money Mike's reaction. Can we zoom in on Money Mike's face really quick here? Let's, well, let's get. We let, let, there we go. There we go. Okay, Money Mike, look right at the camera, and let's just see what your reaction is. Okay, uh, LeBron James is now a billionaire. I don't care. You're a hater, dude. I mean, I don't I care. I promise you, active okay, wait basketball a player. I ain't hating. No, wait a minute. He's Listen. a billionaire, and you don't care? Well, here's the thing. We knew what, why he was came out here for his production company. I'm disappointed in we, you. We knew that that when since he came into the league, he went and built his you know empire from scratch. We knew that he understood that 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 he would could become a billionaire once he came out here to L.A. I love the dude. The dude went over there in Akron and popped in on the kids and said hello to them. I love all of his philanthropy and all the stuff that he's doing. You know, so, you know, he's not giving me, he's not letting me brawl, you know, $10. So why do I really care? Andrea. I mean, um, help me out. The, on, the only Is quote. The, can the, I brawl $10? The, on, the only quote that I saw in regards to it, uh, and it might have been a meme actually, was uh, the comparison from Michael Jordan, billionaire, uh, to LeBron, billionaire. And they say when you compare it, Money Mike's going to love this one. I can promise you that. Um, Jordan is not only a billionaire. He made so many other millionaires off of his brand and other athletes. He paved the way to be millionaires while LeBron is a billionaire and has done nothing for any other player. And that's a lie. That's a lie. I don't understand why we want to. I feel like it's all a ploy. I feel like basketball gets in this bubble where we have to praise Michael Jordan and he is like king of everything. Speaking of which, we have a an Air Jordan sign in front of me. But nonetheless, I, I just feel we're so focused on Jordan, what he's done, his shoe brand, etc. Like LeBron has literally went out here and helped athletes in the league today literally business savvy and smart there were a lot of players being tre treated as pawns now you have players like you know mpj getting 207 million and he's on a back injury now you got players that they are commanding to be paid what they're worth because of the tutelage that they're getting from braun so i think that's a lie like braun is trying to share that's why clutch exists. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we have to be fair across the board. We're so focused on Jordan is king of basketball, whatever. Like, look, and, and look, I could agree with that, too, you know, to a certain degree, because, you know, the, he the and y'all making me sound like I'm like the ultimate no. Braun fan. Y'all, you just a hater. Listen, I'm about I can't to get, do it. I, look, the fact that you LeBron James makes, <laughs> the fact that LeBron James makes what 44 45 million dollars a year enables an above average player to make 20 million dollars, right? You know, so because if he if his salary was less, then theirs would be also. So you need those top heavy players to be making that amount of it's money for the, the so, salary curve yeah so so that way but he's getting people paid yeah though. well like, no he's he, he's getting you know what I, I think he's he's making a bigger difference like you said business-wise professionally i maybe like as all the, i to, like all lebron and only one person can like blaze the, the first trail what exactly is he supposed to do now for athletes or every athlete that that has a name that you might remember has a shoe you, they don't even have to be all-stars anymore listen, to have a shoe. Listen, so Alex Caruso got paid because of LeBron. I, I think that them as a I team. And I appreciate that. You hold know on, what I'm on, saying? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Malik Monk on. is going to get paid 
Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, the reason why I'm clapping is because all of LeBron off court, you know, uh, advances he's done is amazing. I love what he did again for charity, philanthropy. I love that he talked to business savvy for other players to be able to get paid. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, shout out to I Promise. But school. you just hate what he does on the court. Well, listen. But you just hate it. He's just not a fourth quarter guy that I could depend on that's going to make the shot the last, you know, uh, 30 seconds of the game. Was magic? Was, you know, was magic? magic? Hey, his shot of three, good, and he beat and he beat the Celtics. So, hey, I'm good. So, with that. LeBron has a game winner. He's probably he literally is number one in efficiency for for, for fourth quarter shots taken, and that's in Google. Mike, and I'm not even a Braun fan. Mike I just think you need stand to it when numbers actually but prove him wrong. Stat, though. It does, and He's it proves him wrong. Tell me, what the crazy think? part about it is, like, literally, <laughs> you're saying you want him to be that person in the fourth quarter. Why do we want to make somebody the player that they're just not? He's a facilitator first. He's going to find okay. that that player that's wide open for the best play possible. Why am I We not... love Magic for it. Why we can't love oh, Bron? You know, I'm really interested in something here. I'm really interested in something. Okay. Other people call him the GOAT. You're very he's aware. Not uh, you're, he's not. You're right. Let's go there. LeBron's not the GOAT. We're going we're gonna to give that to Money Mike. Now, okay. You say he's not the GOAT. There's these tiers of players. What other NBA player would you compare him with as far as caliber? If you said, oh, he's the same as this guy, who would it be? I mean, LeBron is his own person. No, but who would it be? Come on, because he ain't the GOAT. So there's only one GOAT. But down below the GOAT, there's a lot of clones. Who, 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 what, who's his game pattern like? Everyone, someone like, someone, who's he like? Who is his game name. pattern No, like? no, no. I just no. said his name. Who's, who's next up? Like, who, who, what is in that same realm? Like right now, period. Right now, I mean, there's nobody really that that has a game like him. But I don't like his game. So, so you know, because I why? What do you not like about his game? I think I think he's a very very smart basketball player, but I think he makes the wrong decisions. I think when we when we only need a two point shot, Jimmy Butler, instead of him popping the three, he should go in there and go to elbow and get uh, and get that two point shot. I think he makes bad decisions at the end of the game. And so, I, I, he's so just not a player that is that, it is it just the fact that people call him the goat, or is it these decisions that I, you don't I, I want? Don't so how do you I, call I him a understand. smart basketball player, but then say he doesn't make the right decisions? It's, it's well, contradictory. He no, he doesn't. Like I, you know there are times when he'll just But everybody up, has that look moment. Look at Jimmy Butler. Look at Jimmy everybody Butler. has that moment. Like everybody has a moment where they make the wrong decision. On we are looking for the Jair Smith. Not the exception, not the exceptions. <laughs> We're looking for the norm. Normally, LeBron is going to make the right decision, the right pass, the right shot, and so forth. Everybody makes a mistake here and there. Okay, am I wrong, Pat? Let me ask you: Am I wrong for saying, and I'll even, and I'll, and I'll add Michael Jordan in this. Am I wrong for saying that we really, you know, there's always a conversation back and forth of uh, who the goat is between Michael Jordan and LeBron? Mainly because of advertising. Neither one of them are the goat. That's just well, me. I mean, no, but that's what I'm saying. But I think people go and say that because of advertising more so than anything else. Uh, is that is that not valid for me to say something like that, Pat? Um, no, you have a good point. Um, case in point, um, it was it was funny during the 2003 summer 2003. I think Kobe Bryant was out of his um 
his 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 um contract with Adidas and he was finally gonna go to you know the Nike. And so um once he got in trouble uh in Colorado, all of the stuff that Kobe Bryant was on was just stripped and, and just shipped to LeBron. So Kobe Bryant had the Sprite contract, not anymore. Kobe Bryant had McDonald's, not anymore. Kobe Bryant had, you know, he had the um had Coca-Cola, not anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like so he had all of this stuff, and then also the shoe that he had with the Air Hirachis, which, you know, were awesome. The Air Hirachis were that was going to be Kobe's shoe. So, yes, it has a lot to do with the market because once that happened, once he started getting the marketing pull, then it was over after that because his basketball, it was going to take care of itself, and then all the other stuff was just going to make the brand even bigger. Now, going back to what you were saying about how he didn't help um, – you know, make anybody better or make millionaires out of people. If he did clutch, if he made Chris Paul, I'm not Chris Paul, Rich Paul, all right, then it's then it's over. Then then really look at what happened after that. Now we got Jay Z talking about we got Rock Nation Sports. Then we got Ooh, what we got on the sports. We got Don. Now we got Don the sports. You see what I'm saying? Like these these ideas were never oh. thought about until. LeBron James and Maver- I mean, and that whole Maverick Carter, LeBron James, and Rich Paul conglomerate. You know, basically that's it. Can you guys hear me or am I talking? What's up? No, you yeah, said, no, yeah, we, yeah, can we, you. You. Yeah. we can hear you. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me say, like, I have no problem with that. Like, everything he's done off court, yes. making more millionaires and billionaires is amazing. He's business savvy, is great. You know, the uh, you know the fact that Rich Paul, everybody actually got mad at Rich Paul. They tried to make a rule to say that you had to have a college degree in order to be an agent. You know, that, that's literally like the, you know, Kareem Abdul bar rule where you, you can't do a slam dunk because you're too tall. It's the same type of stuff mm-hmm. where they try to, you know, they, they literally found something specific where they were trying to, you know, uh, push you out. You know, even though this dude literally is making more money for a player, uh, every player that he has than any other sports that's agent. They're I trying said. to say he's not. That's qualified. why I said that was a whole lie. Yeah, so yeah. I love, like I said, I love everything that LeBron has done off the court. I just, as a basketball player, he's not my what, goal. What one, and player, I just would don't you, what one player would you trade him for? Can I ask this one Please, question? Go ahead. Can I ask this one question? Why, because why? No, because I just want to know. So in your top 10, is Magic in there? I would put Magic probably like 9, 9, 10, yeah. 9 or 10? Yeah. But here's the thing. See, I'm starting with Bill Russell. You know what I mean? Like, I'm starting with people. How that- are you starting with Bill Russell? Just because of ring count? Because when you talk about skill, I'm confused. I mean, look, that dude was able to do. So you're talking about ring count? Well, and consistency. And so Robert Ory's number two or three? No, no, Robert Ory's not two or okay, three. Okay, we're talking about ring count, right? Yeah, listen, and record. Like, here's the thing. This dude literally is still, what is he, uh, uh, four and 11? Yeah. You know, forty four percent in a time when when they look, I mean, had they eight were teams, so overwhelmingly dominant. Look, look, my look, my daughter, if my daughter, my to... daughter takes a test, there's eleven questions, she get four right. I'm upset. With okay, you. here's one thing that that some uh, <laughs> I mean, Le- LeBron. That... Here's something that some LeBron fans who think he's the goat will say, and some naysayers are still holding against him. But they say, well, if this happens, then he's the goat, and it confuses me. If he passes Kareem as the all-time scorer, Scoring he's leader. the goat. Yet they do not consider Kareem himself, and that's the my goat. goat. I, I don't get it. It's confusing. And this is my goat. 
There it is. It's the GOAT is the me. greatest of all time. I have not seen a floor that Kareem has not dominated from top to bottom. Yep. Basketball-wise, blacktop, high school, college, NBA, doesn't matter. He's dominated everything. He has a move that nobody can block or stop nor duplicate. Since. Why is he not your GOAT? It doesn't make sense to me. Well, Kobe I, I, came I, in. Kobe came in the league, duplicated and made Jordan's game better. He he added to Jordan's game and created his own avenue, right? But because he perfected what Jordan had done, he gets demerit points for that. Exactly. So why do <laughs> this is the part that boggles my mind? I feel like people get so Jordan minded. It's like we can't see outside like basketball. Like, hello, if y'all a fan of basketball, please go watch Kareem. Yeah. Please, you know, I know if, if you actually attributed those same rules in a sense to other random sports, let's say skateboarding, you're like, well, man, you can't do that, you know, that 360 because that's already been done by, you know, Tony Hawk. So it, it would never have advanced. So that's the only way is to take what someone has done, learn it, and build upon, right? I mean, that's it. Nobody believed that the four minute mile could be beat until some random guy said, I'm going to do it. And he did it. Then a month later, someone broke that record so it was mental it was just yeah yeah look i agree listen i will put kareem number number two no i i agree with you i, think I just don't understand how you have bill russell at number uh, one it, it makes me it makes me lost thanks to just i i get well, lost because the only thing that puts him at number one people want to talk about rings and that's that's what sets you apart point blank period it has to because that's the only thing that's glaringly obvious about bill russell after the rings Yo, eight teams? Like, come on. Like, if that's the case, you have Bill Russell, Robert Ori, then you have Wilt because he had 100 doing, points. Because, because you have to count. be counting just rings. It has to be. That has to be the starting point, dude. Because Bill Russell makes really no nobody. sense. So, yeah, it can be ring count. Okay, that is – okay, that's a given. But throwing Robert Ori in there just to make the point, that's a little disingenuous. And I'm going to say that because of the fact that we know that he doesn't have the career to match the rings. He have all the rings he wants, but we're not talking about just ring count. We're talking about the career that matches the ring. So Bill Russell, even if he played with eight, he did have a Hall of Fame career. Same thing with Kareem. He still had a Hall of Fame career, plus he had six, six um, rings. Robert Ori ain't got no Hall of Fame career. He just won seven rings. So he's not in this conversation. He's out. He's out of it. So we're talking about nope. no he way. Does. There's absolutely no way he's in it. There's no way he's in it. There's no way that's valid because of the he fact that you know he doesn't have his career. It doesn't matches up. Period. You can't say that because of ring count that his career matches up. It doesn't. So why is that the criteria where we're ignoring his career? Though. It's eight teams, bro. Like eight teams in the league. Listen, you know how many oh, different right, teams, use him. different athletic but use him, then. superstars you go against but, every night? Like, eight teams is completely different ball game, dude. I'm so sorry. It literally has to have asterisks. I'm sorry. There's way more athletic, way more, like, <laughs> like quality and more athletic now. Like, come on. I, that's just But that's what I the think. new generation – but this is what the new generation is actually doing to the 80s. And that's what's really getting. This is why the whole goat conversation is 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 really is, was so out of whack because now you have the stat nerds are going to go hit you with the per and efficiency and not use the eyeball test how we as we grew up watching the game. We saw Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas probably shot forty percent for the game. 
but he had a but he's Isaiah Thomas. The eyeball test says something different. Now everyone now in this generation is going to try to hold everyone to these stats and then call the eighties old Jordan dominated against plumbers. He okay. So so basically, if we're going to use the same thing, the same argument to argue against Bill Russell because he played with less athletic people, then you know Correct. Jim McElvain ain't doing anything like these dudes Correct. are doing right now. So Correct. so what I'm saying is, then what what is the argument? Because then I can just use that same argument based upon if we're going to tear down Jordan. Because that means that you know, Pat, I agree with you. Jordan's not the goat either. I, this to is, me, this is it. That there, there's there's literally only one answer, and there's the goat of eras. And Russell was the goat of his era. Jordan was the goat of his era. Kobe was most definitely the goat of his. And you can go down the line, but what and and Magic and or Kareem. The goat of his, but you cannot comparing. You can't for the very reason you said eight teams. Well, if you're going to include eight teams versus the thirty, then you also have to include that the rules are different. That they introduced the three point line. That this is all of that. Every single time they change any sort of facet of the game, it kind of resets the clock, and you have to go. Okay, now it's a new ball game, new era. They added more players, so they get you know uh, more rest time or more fouls, so they they can play. It's all different each time. The only answer is go of an era because that's the only way you can say, well, who played the best with those rules against those players at that time? And let me ask you a question. Though, and I Mike. would say individual player. I would argue Wilt instead, but that's yeah. just me. I look, Wilt's a good choice too. Um, but let me ask you this though. Like, haven't we seen like all the teams that LeBron has gone to? He's had to put together a super friends you know, in order in, in order for him even to what to what there. teams have won right. that that didn't have some super yeah but see but here's the different look if you look at right now it's like what's going three. on if you look at what's going on right now between the Warriors and the Celtics yeah right, these two teams were put together by the the traditional way let's say that the traditional way is by GM mm -hmm. the draft the, you know draft pits like mm -hmm. they they had a highlight that said that when the Celtics Know, traded uh, Kevin Garnett and yep. everybody else over to the Nets. You know, the, their picks were Jason Tatum and Brown, right? They, you know, that's what they got in the, in those following picks that they go and put them together, right? So I can appreciate, even though I hate the Celtics, though everyone them to win, I can appreciate how they put that team together. I can appreciate how they put the Warriors together because it, it was actually done through the GMs. It wasn't, hey, you hey, future Hall of Famer, come play with me. And uh, then we can go ahead. KD, but me. then, but then you're not okay. So then you're not mad at Braun. You're mad at the Laker franchise then, because we've never been that type of team. We've always been the type of team that trades for talent. Always, it's yeah. never been a time where we Kareem. don't. It, absolutely, we've always traded for every piece, and then when that we, we got drafted, to build on, we drafted right? well. And when we drafted, we drafted well and used them as crutches to get somebody else. The thing is, right now, I love, I love the picks. We could have had Jason Tatum right now. We could have. Okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I definitely, mm -hmm. I definitely understand what you're saying, but all that takes time and no rings. We're we're literally I want it now franchise. We always want to win. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. So do you want to sit here and rebuild for seven years or do you want to ring? 
Well, look, I said that I did not want to trade for AD. You guys all know I said that. I figured we should have waited an additional year. Mm-hmm. I felt that he would have came over as free agency because we already had LeBron on the team. If that would have happened, then we would have still had Ingram and couldn't and, afford them all. And, well, there's no way. Do you see how they've blossomed? Every team, as soon as their stars blossom, they got to get but rid see, of them I or make cuts because you can't afford it. We couldn't it. have though. But, but the Warriors have. I mean, right? The, I mean, they because they've all agreed to take pay cuts. They they have. Go look, man. Look. The only person that's not taking pay cuts is Steph Curry. Everybody else, when Kevin Durant was there, they were working together to make sure that they fit a certain pay cut. I'm serious. Yeah. And or they would be thinking like, OK, how can we make up the salary in a different way to make sure that you get paid? Lakers don't operate like that. yo. like we literally what we do is we bring in great picks and we use you to get somebody else because we want gratification right away. I'm not even mad that we traded for A.D. because we got a ring from it where other franchises are still the Chicago Bulls are still waiting. Lonzo's over there. He's still waiting to get a ring, okay? New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Listen. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Went Washington, to New Orleans. Yeah. They Refuses. they literally were sitting there at the bottom of the barrels. No rings, right? Then you got Jordan Clarkson, the star in Utah next to Donovan and, and so forth. That team is trash. Quinn Snyder, bless you. I hope you go somewhere and, and, and literally flourish. That that was what I was going to get to, by the <laughs> way. Let's let's just hop there right now, by the way, because because we, we, we talked about Lakers and goats and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, Quinn Snyder is out as a Utah coach, and uh, we suspected that might be something that would happen, and we actually were wondering whether or not the Lakers had their eyes on Quinn Snyder. Um, it looks like that wasn't the case, but uh, Quinn Snyder's out. Uh, my take on Quinn Snyder is, is he's a good coach. If you want to be a perennial number four or five in the league he's going to be great um thoughts on uh, a place for for quinn or timeout or back to the bench as an assistant no i think he's a good head coach i just yeah. think he didn't have a good team that's point blank period just utah has been i just believe team. utah was a good there's a difference between being a good season team and a good post playing team and i think that utah never had enough you got rudy gobert that is so overrated it's not even funny to me i don't care what mm-hmm. anybody says. mike conley his day has come passed retired left and come back dead i don't know why they keep <laughs> running mike conley into the ground mm-hmm. then you got donovan mitchell that thinks he's kobe every night when nobody else shows up you know what i'm saying it's just it's here there and everywhere and poor donovan the only reason why he signed the extension is because quinn snyder was the coach and now he's gone and now he's gone so now you got a turmoil with he don't get around. I'm I'm assuming from all I've heard is Donovan don't really care for Rudy like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike Conley can barely stay on the floor. Jordan Clarkson blesses. So he's the only consistent piece that they have. And he's yep. an ex Laker. No ring still. You know what I'm saying? So this goes back to what you were saying. All these players, these pieces that we traded away. Yeah, we traded them away, but they haven't won anything. They haven't been monumental in any wins to win a ring or go the distance. So what, what I might say to that is, is if I may, I, I, I might say that um, it, this might be a different topic and, and we might have a different point of view uh, minus the clay injuries because minus the clay injuries, we may not win that title in the bubble uh, minus uh, those issues that, you know, they're dealing with, 
you know, we, we may not be looking back and saying, Oh, that trade, well, we got that ring. Who knows? It's always a, what if, um, there's always things that help us along the way, of course, but, uh, there's help every year. There's how every team gets help. That's just the way it goes. It's, it's, there's it's help every year. I mean, Milwaukee went out, Boston took them out because, you know, Chris Middleton, Middleton didn't play, down, right? right? Yeah. But it's still a big feat mm -hmm. without Giannis. <laughs> I don't yeah, want is. that at all. It's not easy to take the out the, the former exactly. championship team. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, like, definitely. I feel like injuries are part of the game. You can only do so much. We won a ring. There's no asterisks, whatever. There was a short season. There's a lockout season. Whatever. No, we're taking it. Oh, we it's got, a, we yeah. Got yeah. But all I, I don't know hear is anyone from Boston saying I mean, exactly. Yeah, that championship though, like when we're talking about that um that bubble championship, remember that how that season first started. The season first started with the big matchup between the Lakers and the Clippers. And we mm -hmm. lost that game. But when we lost that game, remember what happened? We were twenty we were twenty four and three at one point. So mm -hmm. during that time, from the time that we lost that game, we had a record of twenty four and three. So to say a healthy warrior team would have beat us because mm, we were smashing everybody else. No, we no, were no, catching everybody no off guard. Nobody was ready for that. We're a terrible so matchup. I'm just saying. No matter how terrible we are. Yes, because we have a, an athletic big man. I mean, that's – and I know they always throw up the, the, the AD versus Draymond Green matchup. But, look, I'll give you one game, and you're going to beat them up. The second game, we're going to move them around, and you ain't going to have nothing to do with it, and he's going to dominate you the rest of the series. So – it wouldn't have been like they would have been able to get anything. I give them that that one one game in that series. Now, what we have now is just this weird collection of un pieces that don't fit, and so now we gotta and we gotta go ahead and see how we're gonna do this. I'm with Andrea. We should be more mad at the that the the management than we are at the players. And the, give you an example. Why are we always in when we do a trade that we have to worry about a pick, a pick swap? Why we got? No. Why we got to do? Why do we got to do pick swap? And if you are no, going to do a pick swap, why can't you have the savvy to be like, okay, but it's lottery protected? You see what I'm saying? Like I give you the pick swap, but I have to have something. Like what we were doing, we gave them everything, and we didn't get anything back in return. We didn't get second round picks. We didn't get all the like, way. We didn't do any of that. And that's just a mark of a bad GM or a GM that's not savvy enough to knows what he's getting taken. Okay. Mm -hmm. So once again, we've seen this before, you know, it's always the Lakers always got to give up more to get something. No, you don't have to do that, man. Just, just get your team. And to be, be honest with you guys, we are going to be rebuilding sooner than later. Once LeBron's gone and we have AD missing 50 games, that's, I'm sorry. That's a rebuild year. That's, that's not going to be anything that's going to get us out of that. So, so I have, yeah, I'm, I mean, it's coming. Okay. I have a question for that. Since you said we're going in a rebuild, I, I've been hearing like voices like, yo, Trey Braun, while you can. Be quiet. I ain't say the word. Use a hater, dude. I don't have. <laughs> I, I ain't say a word. For me, I feel. Like I'm I, hating. <laughs> I, I feel the opposite. And I love him to pieces. Please don't be mad. I believe we should trade AD. We could go, we can get on the phone right now, call Atlanta. Let me get Collins immediately. You know what I'm saying? Get a little bit younger. Get you a shooter or two. You know what I'm saying? And so I would get on the phone Is so fast trade, to Atlanta. Though? Huh? Is that equal trade? We oh, fit. No, you can fill. No, no, no. Fillers. Collins fits inside that. I think you can put, Um, they have a lot of shooters over there that we can take. 
and they're young. I would take Hunter quick, fast, and in a hurry. Like, there's a few pieces I would take. And send AD over there, I think it works well for him. Because why? They got Clint Capella around him. They got a bunch of shooters that will stretch the floor, give him space for the mid-range. Like, I feel like he would be good over there. Look, and I think that would be a win for us. I'm not going <laughs> to that, but the, I'm going to tell you why they wouldn't do it. Because Lakers are so into getting what I call name-brand players. Uh, especially name-brand big men. You know what I mean? So, you know, mm -hmm. the name that's coming back is not going to be – I don't think it's that 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 or you know you know that like oh my god we got you know so and so like what makes you think it's name brand big men that we're getting we just want we have to a get name, name at players. least wait 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 no wait wait Mike in this case he's factual he's factual the Lakers traded for Russell Westbrook strictly because of name that wasn't X's right. and O's so that is their mo is that if it's a name. They will look past. It's not the name, though. Well, it's that's not the problem. But he—that's what he said. He said that is the Lakers wouldn't make right. that trade. Like we're giving up Anthony Davis. It's like they want that name you know, in return more than Anthony the talent Davis, for whatever the, reason. The name. Anthony I don't Davis. buy that. They want to sell a no. jersey more than. I, 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 it, they, but you have to me. I don't buy that. If we didn't have any other stars outside of AD, I would buy that. But you have Braun and Russ that it's are still here. It's the only logical answer as to why they brought Russell Westbrook here. They only brought Russell Westbrook because, okay, I'm not going to get upset. They only <laughs> brought Russell Westbrook here because we wanted to make sure that we didn't run LeBron's minutes into the ground. And we had somebody that can run the offense while he's sitting on the floor because our offense is stagnant. But nobody saw him as the guy. You didn't Except for LeBron. LeBron said, I want Russell Westbrook over here. So that has nothing to do with the name. It does. It does not. That has to do with friendship, bro. It has nothing to do no, with names. But see, the Lakers said, okay, because it was a name. Yeah. The Lakers said, okay. Because, look, I don't buy they, that. They, I mean, okay, correct me if, if I'm wrong. If he would have asked fact, for they, anybody else, just like he asked for KCP, how KCP get a no trade clause? Right? That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have well, to do KCP, with the that name. Was KCP preempted Braun. Right. So he paved the way for Braun to come over. He's actually the one who who helped us get in the door with So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It has away. nothing to do with name. Braun is the one name we care about. That's the one name we care about. Yeah, but you know what? If Bron was to say, then let's why... go after Collins, bro, we would go get Collins. It has but nothing he... to do with that. But but LeBron doesn't even do that though, right? Because he it, listen, we saw we saw him Ten say seconds. we saw him say, Hey, I want Kevin Love and get rid of Wiggins. And I think Wiggins <laughs> it would have been a much better fit and much better player than Kevin Love, especially during that time. Kevin no, Love but was he, a bus, that's for but sure. Kevin Love was a bigger name than Wiggins at that point at that point. Yeah, well, so he definitely goes. Look, I don't know man. when uh, active players have ever been good GMs. None of them. None of them. None of them. You can't. It's hard to see what's going on when you're on the court and you're looking at the players that are on the court and you're in the middle of it. They, and you're, I, and this is not Lakers. That's Braun. Those are friends. You know there what I'm saying? Yeah, I keep saying that. Like, hey, y'all, if y'all watch the show, then you know that every single week we finish the show with a segment we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. Money Mike's out of bounds is simple. He's just going to go share his thoughts or opinions on a topic, and he wants to know if they're inbounds or out of bounds. Uh, Money Mike, you got all right, y'all. So look, this is not sports related, and please, nobody don't think negative of me at all. Um, but there was a story that came out about how this these uh, this family who had lost a loved one 
put uh, uh, on Craigslist this sofa that was for free. They say, hey, yo, come pick up this sofa. It's free if as long as you pick it up for today, right? This lady, she had just moved in her apartment. She went and picked up the sofa. She got the sofa, took it home, examined it. She said, hey, these cushions are a little different. What's going on? She, they were envelopes inside the sofa. $36,000 inside of the sofa. Cha-ching. Right. Now, I've been struggling with this because she immediately called him right back and said, yo, it's $36,000 in here. And I'm going to give you all this money back. Really? She gave a whole money back and then said that she, you know, didn't think nothing, you know, it wasn't a second thought for her to give this money back to something that was given away to her for free. Right? Now, I've been good thinking long and hard, you know, everything. I think about karma and all that other stuff. This is my thing. If I would have gotten that sofa, am I out of bounds for calling her back and say, yo, I found 13, I found 20, uh, half, whatever it is. If I found about 13,000 in here, whatever, 17,000 in here, uh, I'm uh, uh, dollars and I'm going to give you that 17,000 back and I'm going to keep the other part as a reward to myself. If I'm out of bounds for not giving all the money back because they do nothing about it in the first place. Okay. Or, uh, Inbounds or out of bounds? True story true happened story. last week. Listen, you out of bounds. I'm not calling nobody. That's my money. <laughs> okay. What? Yeah, I'm not calling nobody. It was, you're giving it away. Giving it away, but don't crash list. That means you had to lift this thing. Mm -hmm. At some point, somebody fell, sat on it. Somebody knows. Come on, man. Like, nah, bro, you out of bounds. I'm not calling anybody. I'm taking the 37000 and the couch and buying a new couch. All right, step hat. Um, no, nah, man, you're in bounds, man. You're not, you're not uh, out of bounds. I would say this, though. First of all, anybody putting money in the couch, you know, that's, I mean, you put money in the couch, you, you know what that says. That, that's, that's, that's drug money. That's, that's something that you're not supposed to be doing. Okay. Why are we hiding money in the couch? Okay. So that's number one. So first thing, I'm already thinking those ways. Like, there's no way I'm giving you that money back. There's no exactly. way. You don't even know that money's there. And if it is, it's a loss. You're not going to hunt me down for that money. You're going to be like, okay, well, damn, I forgot about that money in the couch. But money. good thing we got this 150000 in these boxes at the attic. So technically, Money Mike's out of bounds then. Correct. Because I'll give him half back. Yeah, because he'd only give half back. Because half. I'm getting none. Yep, yep. And, and, and I am with none. And the reason why I'm with none is because... Things happen in mysterious ways. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe God wanted me Listen, to that have that. Listen, that was a blessing for and, me. And, you know, I mean, there's that story where, you know, there's this guy and he's in the river and people throw him a life raft and he says, no, God's going to help me. And then another guy comes over and throws him a life ring. And he's like, no, you don't worry. All your help. And, he's like, and then he's dead. He's like, God, you know, he's like, dude, I threw you a life raft. I threw you a life raft. I threw you all this shit. You didn't take it. I kind of look at that and go, that was a gift. I feel like God was speaking to me in 37 so thousand different ways. Hey, okay. I'm keeping it. <laughs> all right. You know what, though? Look, I'm going to tell you right now. I feel a lot better that you got to <laughs> take all the money because uh, yeah. I really wanted to take all the money, too. But I'm worried about the whole bad karma. You know, mm. to follow up on that story, they bought her a refrigerator and gave her $2,200 in cash. That's what she got. $2,200 out of $37,000. And, and, and that's the reason why they shouldn't have got the money back. Because they're not even generous. 
No, but not bro. even general. Sorry. Sleep. All right, everybody. All right, cool. Thank you so much. So everybody's Andrew. keeping the money. I Everyone's appreciate keeping that. Keeping the money, and we're rich. I was the nicest one for the record. Is y'all? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, but, <laughs> and which makes you out of bounds. <laughs> which makes you yeah. completely out of bounds. Very brawn-like to me, right? Right, right. I right. <laughs> uh, hate her. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us so much. We want to thank Pat for joining us remotely. Super special thanks, Andrea. Thank you for joining us thank in you. studio again. Thank you for having me. Money, Mike. Yeah. Thank you for your out of bounds. Hey, let me just you. say, we're going to, the Warriors, I, I'm predicting a backdoor sweep. They're about to win the next three games and take this home. You know, Fredo, you heard hey, it. Hey, Mike, Mike, real quick, I know you said that before, but I'm going to just give you a reminder. You must have forgot what Boston is like during the finals. I'm just going to put it out there right now. When you start seeing them foul, be weird. I'm Wait just being honest home. with you, though. Wait, I hope you can you gonna see on that like 35 free throws to 12. I'm promised, yeah, bro. It's, it's gonna be out. Get on the gentleman's I, sweep? I said if it goes game seven, I lose. Yo, so I, I, I said I they're said, going Warriors to Boston even. You Warriors know that's coming back 3 1. Oh no. Man. Yes, it is. And on a closeout game, Boston's not playing. And that is the show, but we will be back next week to discuss it and find out exactly what happened. So thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to download this audio starting Tuesday on every single podcast platform. That includes Spotify, iHeart, and uh, Apple Podcasts, any of them. So thank you so much. Again, Andrea, Money Mike, Step Pat, thank you. Marco Nunez, thank you for joining us earlier. Everyone, have a great week. See you. Peace. Peace.